0: So for many of us in Ireland, uh, especially my generation, I'm not sure if it's still done uh, these days, but um, we have these old photo albums, right? These old photo albums, they're great. They uh, transport us back in time to uh, square-looking cars and mustard-looking walls and floral patterns uh, in in, in sitting rooms and all sorts of things like that. Um, (coughs) But one of the things that you often find in, in these old photo albums, is a picture, a rather embarrassing picture, of all three or four children in the bath at the same time. It's awful. I can't oh. <laughs> it comes out of major feasts or Christmas or whatever the photon gets passed around. Oh look at you all in the bath. And um, it's just very always very funny, you know, you've got the little little girl somewhere going, I'm gonna marry this is playing with the rubber duckies, you know, I'm gonna marry you, no, I'm gonna marry you. And then you've got the, the lad in the back holding the duck underwater, see how long you can hold your breath. Mm. <laughs> For um, just these, um, yeah, these just these, these funny pictures. I say of all the kids in the bath, and what's just so beautiful about it? None of you have nieces or nephews, uh, or well, not children in your case, uh, but nieces or nephews. Uh, you just see how, at that age, right, how they see everything purely. There's just no problem <laughs> to have three or four people in a bath, and it's grand. It's grand because the hearts are so pure; sin hasn't entered yet. Like sin hasn't, hasn't that pollution of the mind and heart. It just hasn't happened, so they just they don't see any problem. You know what I mean? It's just absolute innocence. Well, maybe absolute not, but but innocence. You know, just innocence and purity. Uh, it's such such a beautiful thing. Uh, this is what Adam and Eve had before the fall. They were in each other's company. They were naked, but they felt no shame because there was no sin. There was no lust. There was no kind of inordinate desire for pleasure. It was just that, that, that this is the person and they see me and I see them. And I, if, when I see the other person, it makes me thank God. It makes me rejoice in, in, in the beauty of this creation. Just like seeing the beauty of a, of a sunset or, or a spectacular tree or plant or ocean, cliff, Grand Canyon, whatever it is. You see something beautiful, you go, wow. Wow. That's really that's really amazing, and it makes it should make us think of, of God. So, in seeing the other person, seeing that even the, the, the nudity, the body of the other person, it made them glorify God. There was no sin. It's, 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 this is so hard for us to understand or even imagine today, because the, the human body, and especially like the kind of a seductive presentation of the human body, is used to sell practically everything. So you associate the desire. Oh, the anticipation of the fulfillment of that desire with the the body. and Nine times out of ten, it's the female body. I've never seen anything advertised using the naked leg of a man. has never happened. You know, some man revealing this hairy kneecap. It's not used to sell anything. Uh, whereas a woman's body is used to practically sell everything, uh, from cars to toothpaste, yogurt, whatever, clothes, obviously. Uh, so, the... The body then is this, this kind of desire, this, 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 this pleasure, this um, maybe even guilty pleasure uh, associated with seeing that body, associated then with, with the product. I want that body, I want that product. And so we, we see this all day, every day. Well, for those who watch TV or those who yeah, spend time on the internet, uh, you see this all the time, all the time. And so it's very difficult for us to imagine, what it must have been like before before the fall, to see the body of the other person and not feel any kind of sinful tendency. It was just a purity. How beautiful it must have been. How beautiful. <clears throat> then sin enters the world, and everything starts to fall apart. The, the, the tempter, as we heard today, he, he, he lies. I mean, he blatantly lies. The woman answered the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden? God said, you must not eat it, nor even touch it. Under pain of death, it will kill you. The serpent said, no, you will not die, but your eyes will be opened and you will be like God's. Now we just have to backtrack a little. In the creation account, man was created in God's image and likeness. We were already created like God. Now, we're not God. We're not equal to God. But we're created like him in that we have certain characteristics in common with him. This desire for community or communion, uh, our ability to love, our ability to to offer ourselves, sacrifice oneself, our ability to, to reflect on ourselves, all of these things. We have in common with God. God, obviously, to a perfect degree. In an infinite degree. But we're already made like God. and Now we're being tempted to steal what we already had. To take something from God that he had already given us. But in doing so, we show great mistrust for God. I don't believe you have my best interest at heart. I do not believe you will provide. If I want something, I have to take it from you. I mean, this is, this is like a really insidious temptation. It's awful. And this is... It, it, it continues to our day. Like, if I want happiness, if I want my happiness, if I want to be fulfilled in my life, God will not take care of that. I have to. So, if I want to have fun, okay, on a Saturday night, if I want to enjoy myself, I have to do things that are sinful. Right? Wrong, by the way. Just, just so we cut in there. If someone takes a snippet out of my homily, just of that sentence. <laughs> okay, wrong. Okay, we, we do not have to do things that are sinful in order to have fun. We don't. But, but that kind of mentality is almost there. You know what I mean? If you're not out getting drunk on a Saturday night show, sure, you're no crack at all. You know, so it's, it, this, this idea has crept in that sin and, and fun are all kind of mixed and it's lovely and it's harmless. The reality is that the wages of sin are death. The reality is that sin brings about unhappiness and emptiness and regret and remorse but look, we've no other way. Let's, maybe we just, we just need to do more of that and then it'll eventually fill the hole. It'll eventually fill that void. But it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Because it's a lie. We're Back to the same old temptation here. If you sin, will, you, will, will, it, will it adversely affect you? Will it harm you? No, of course it won't. But your eyes will be opened. You'll finally begin to see that this life, this life, you know, it offers you so much pleasure. Go take it. Why not? It's all good fun. No one gets hurt. And besides, you've done it a million times. Like so, even if someone did get hurt, look, I mean, you've already fallen. There's no going back. It's this an awful, awful, insidious temptation. That God doesn't want your good, and that if you want to be happy and you want to be fulfilled, you have to take it. Find another source. It won't be God, though. So, like the root of 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 so much hurt and addiction and infidelity and emptiness. <clears throat> God doesn't want our good. So <coughs> they eat of the fruit and everything goes wrong. What they were promised does not come to pass. They were promised that their eyes would be opened and they would be like God's what happens? They eat the fruit and suddenly they realise they're they're naked. Now, now 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 they can't look at each other without this kind of without sin or lust or temptation coming into their hearts. Now that that innocence, that that, that original innocence, that original beauty and purity is now destroyed. Now they're ashamed in front of each other and they're ashamed in front of God. They go hiding. All these relationships, they're all fractured. What were they promised? That they would be like God's. And what has happened? Well, they now have to go work and till the soil and experience death and illness and then see their own sons, Cain and Abel, one killing the other, Cain killing Abel. What were they promised? That their, that their eyes would be opened and that they would be like, God, that is not what was delivered. They discovered emptiness, loss and pain. And I don't think it has changed much. In, in my life, in our lives, our battles are still similar. Hopefully, to not quite a catastrophic degree, uh, but the temptation is still the same. Do I believe that God is my loving father and that he will provide for my needs? Do I believe it? And do I believe it enough to actually wait? Because it may be, yes, I I agree that God is good, that God is is, his father, that he's faithful, (coughs) that he's provider, but I've been waiting a whole month, two months, three months, three years for this thing and it hasn't happened yet. So, maybe I have to go get it myself. Now, just a little uh, side note. We're not saying that we have to sit back in our laurels and do nothing and just wait for God to drop everything on our, on our laps. I mean, if I want to pass an exam, I can pray. Yes, it's also helpful to study. You know, um, if, 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 we, if we want to provide for a family, yes, we can pray that God provides. I also should get a job. You know, so it's not kind of give it all to God. everything's his responsibility and his fault if it goes wrong and I can just do nothing. No, we have our part to play but fundamentally to believe that God's plan, that that, 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 the way God is directing and guiding me, that he is a loving father who wants my good. In heaven, this original innocence will be restored. So there will be no jealousy or no lust, obviously, in heaven. There will be no inordinate desire we will see the other and we will rejoice in the goodness of God in seeing the beauty of the other. So we'll be surrounded by people who help us to love God more, who cause us to rejoice more in God. Everything in heaven will cause us to rejoice God. You understand? It's, it's hard for us to imagine, but nothing in heaven will, will try to separate us from God. So... With the help of God, with God's grace, that that reality that Adam and Eve lived is waiting for us. This is what's ahead of us for all eternity. To be in the presence of all the angels and saints and such beautiful souls, all of whom draw us closer to the heart of the Father. So we will experience this. With the help of God. We ask the Lord today to purify our hearts. We ask the Lord, the, we, we entrust to him the bold intention of purifying our world, removing from it all which, which degrades the human person, all which turns the, the human person or the human body into something that's used for commercial purposes. Turns it into a thing. We ask you, Lord, to renew each one of us, draw our hearts closer to you, and that in each person around us we might see you and glorify you. Amen.